Hey, what's up? I'm O. It's back from a European vacation. And I'm Cha, back from my apartment. And uh, this is Run the Play, a show that's sports, sports, and more sports. Basketball and football mostly, but if anything major is happening in sports, we'll talk about it. Cha, what do we have first? So first up, of course, we got to talk about De'Eric King because this is a Houston family. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, so I've gone through a wave of emotions. This is not probably not an accurate assessment for my feelings towards this whole thing, but it's not an <laughs> inaccurate assessment. So so you have to, actually have to back up a step. So UH played Tulane uh, University at Tulane in New Orleans on Thursday. Uh, of last week that was the 19th and um we lost to them yes in embarrassing fashion honestly we were up 28 to 7 we ended up losing uh 35 31 as we gave up a touchdown uh we let them go 70 yards in 14 seconds on two plays yes on like they they did a fake kneel which i thought was disrespectful but you know whatever i mentioned and then then but then they hit us straight up just like down the field terrible secondary play and I know people are tired, but I mean, if you make that one play, they're gonna take a knee and take it to overtime, and then we have then we have a chance to win. So we gave up that one to drop to one and three. And um, next thing I know, I'm hearing that the best player in the conference, Derek King, our quarterback, is sitting out the rest of the year so he can redshirt, and that Keith Corbin, last year's second leading receiver. And uh, Dropster Extraordinaire is doing the same thing. So I'm like, this is not good. (laughs) Or to paraphrase Stephen A. Smith, this is bad. This is very, very bad. So so I am like across the pond having like, I don't really freak out about things, but I'm like freaking out by my standards, right? So I'm saying I'm like, not great. This is is not great. Um, So I've heard, you know, we heard a bunch of things. First, his dad, Derek King's dad came out and said that he was transferring I think that's what his dad wanted him to do. I don't know that that's what Derek himself wanted because Derek himself has never said that he was going to transfer. Right? Mm-hmm. He had a moment of frustration in the immediate aftermath of the news getting out, and he said he needed to figure out whether he wanted to uh, to stay or if he was going to redshirt. Which sounds like, am I staying or am I leaving? Um, but then, he, but then he came out. He and Keith Corbin both came out and said, "No, we want to be here, at UH." Uh, we never want to be anywhere else. We're not transferring. That's all I have to go on right now. Um, and then, then Joseph Duarte, and and it, it made it seem like that he had not talked to Coach Dana Holgerson at all. Mm-hmm. It made it seem like it was just like he and his and his family had talked about it, and this was a decision they came up um, amongst themselves. Then Joseph Duarte, this is this is an article that Cha sent me actually. Um, we ran through the timeline, and what what was what was discussed in that article. Was that so? They play the game Thursday night, Friday morning, two thirty a.m. They get back to UH, and they have they being Dana Holgerson and Derek King have a meeting in Coach Holgerson's office, and we don't know the full contents of that meeting, but Dana Holgerson is quoted as saying options were discussed, and Derek King says that everything was on the table, right? Uh, continuing playing out the season, transferring, 
red shirting, whatever else, whatever whatever other options are. Those are the only ones I'm aware. Of, but whatever other options are possible, we're all discussed. And Derek couldn't figure out whether he was going to play out the season or transfer or redshirt. But ultimately, the decision that he decided to make was to redshirt. So it's very interesting because this year's team, and Dan has talked about this since he got here to UH, um, it's not as strong as it could be because our previous two coaches did not redshirt anybody. They just played everybody as soon as they came in mm-hmm. in an effort to save themselves for that season as opposed to an effort to build a program. Um, and there's an opportunity to do just that. Matter of fact, uh, I tweeted about this to you and I forget I forget my man's name. Um, that Oliver our most Stacks. legendary coach. Yes, Oliver yes. Stacks. At, I, our Oliver most legendary. Stacks. Shout out to the boy. Yes. Our most legendary coach, Bill Yeoman, did this exact thing. So the year before UH joined the what was the Southwest Conference, as people affectionately refer to it as the old Southwest Conference. He basically redshirted everybody that was any good on the team. And then uh, they I think they won one game that season. And then they went to the Southwest Conference the next year and won every game but one. And was Southwest Conference champions and went to the Cotton Bowl. Did, so, did, did they lose to Arkansas? Uh, I don't remember. I feel like they probably did because that's like the one team we always lose to was Arkansas. It was probably t- I remember I looked it up. It was probably Texas that year. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably Texas that year. But, um... But yeah, matter of fact, I have a shirt here in my apartment somewhere. It says 1976, I believe, Southwest Conference champs. So, hey, if it works out that we win the AAC and go to New Year's Six Bowl next year, that'd be perfect. <laughs> We're going to have the players on defense to do that for sure. Um, and we'll be a year stronger with year. Because Eric King and Keith Corbin are still going to be practicing. Yeah. They're not going to be playing in the games. Yeah. So, is UH basically tanking? Um, for lack of a better term, although, um, they can still win. Like, here's the funny thing. Okay. So I think we would both agree that Derek King is not as good a fit in this offense as he was in the previous two offenses. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's not like this offense that Dana runs is so complex that he can't run it. He's just been missing open receivers. Mm-hmm. Like you think about if he hits some of those open passes against Oklahoma, we're looking at being down 42-35 midway through with like four minutes left in the fourth quarter, right? Mm-hmm. That's a different ball game than being at 42-31 like we were. If yeah. he hit some of those passes against um, Washington State, we're up 28-7 to at the half instead of 14-7 to at the half. And now you're in a position to just hold on and weather the storm. And that one touchdown in the second half wins you the game rather than... You know, just that sort of window dressing, and then if he hits a few, if he hits a few passes in the first half against Tulane, we go into the half up like forty-two or forty-nine to seven, as opposed to just twenty-eight to I think fourteen, and now the game's over. So, the person that we're going to bring in, of course, at the same time, Jerry King brings you a, a level of dynamicism that basically no other quarterback yeah. <laughs> outside of like. Uh, Jalen Hurts can match. Even Jalen Hurts is not as quick and fast as Derrick King is. So even though Derrick has missed a lot of throws that could have put away or extended games, he also made a lot of plays that also kept us in contention this season. Although it makes you wonder if he hits those throws, does he need to make those other dynamic plays? Right? Hmm. I don't know. 
Um, but but really, but really, what I mean by tanking is not like the first four games. But I mean like now that they've gone, they started one and three. Are they now tanking? You know, like I I know that what Dana said in the in the in the, the article, Joseph Duarte's um, latest article is like, no, we're not throwing the season. But that's what you have to say. You know, that's what you have to say, regardless of if you are or aren't throwing the season. You can't actually admit to throwing the season. And to me, if if Derek King is red shirting and then returning to University of Houston, which I mean, he can still choose not to return to University of Houston. But if he decides to return to University of Houston, it feels like um, in a way that the team is tanking the season. I mean, we'll see. Um, they they still need to get to a bowl game. They need to win at least six games, which I think they can. Mm-hmm. You know, they like it. Like I've said repeatedly on this show, we've had great game plans in each game, but we just happen to be in the midst of four games in nineteen days, and people yeah. just got tired. That's that's the biggest issue. That's the big. But then also, I I wonder this. I wonder how healthy Derek actually was to start the season. Because he tore that right meniscus twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure how healthy the boy is. Um, we assume that he's fully healed. But then I look back at previous players. I ain't going to name names. But previous players who were hurt the year before, who, like, whatever, didn't quite heal all the way and returned to the to the season and then re-aggravated that, that same injury. And I played for this team. So I'm wondering how healthy he is, how, like, if he's still nursing the knee, like, um, you know. So I, I'm wondering if part of this is a chance to, like, fully heal up and uh, also spend, like, an, uh, an off season really learning the offense and really improving his ability as a passer. Because I know last time, the first time he hurt his knee, um, I know he returned. He first returned. That was after his freshman year. He first returned as a receiver. It took it took him a while. He he had to set out the whole spring. He returned as a receiver. Then midway through the season, because um Kyle Allen and Kyle Postman were struggling, uh, he came in as a quarterback. He did okay, but then he had like a full off season, um, to learn the offense to heal up. And he returned the next year, his junior year, dropped fifty touchdowns. So I'm wondering. If this would be the, a similar situation, he has the off season to really learn the offense, uh, work with the quarterbacks, coaches, fully heal up, and then drop like another like fifty plus touchdown season. I'm, that's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping happens. Honestly, obviously, but it, there's precedence to that. So, I mean, we'll see. That'd be the best thing for everybody, for Jarek, for for UH, for Dana, for everybody. So then also. I hope it also, I'm wondering because I seen I saw some backlash um, on Derek King. I guess initially it was because everybody thought he was going to transfer, but still, even after he said he's going to stay, I still saw backlash. But I mean, I mean, for one, if he if he ends up staying, it seems like it seems like fairly selfless in a way, as well as as. One could argue it's as selfless as it is selfish, which would mean it's mutually beneficial for all parties. Um, so, and also he said that I mean, like this gives him a chance to focus on his degree, and isn't part of, isn't part of compensation for these athletes uh, getting your degree? So how can you be mad at somebody who wants to get their degree? Right, hmm? right. I, I, 
I'm just That's, saying. I mean, the, I, people keep telling me that these, I, I, these are student athletes, yeah. right? So, so, so let, I, let, let, to, let, let, let him focus on to, the student to, part. To, isn't, to, that, to, isn't that what we want? To me, this is this is actually fairly noble. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's saying, yo, let, let me. I wanna. I would like to take the rest of this year off. Our practice team, but look, I'm so close to getting my degree. Let, let me just focus on getting my degree. Let me let me let me get my education. Let me fulfill my duty as a student. Okay, student comes first because it's more important than the athlete. Okay. That I mean, I mean that. That I'm just I'm just saying I'm. I, I mean, I, that, that's, that. I was told that that these were student athletes. I, so. I was I was told that this was amateurism. That's, I was. That's what I was. That's I, what I was told. I, so just just saying. So this is a little wild. What's up? Um, did you read about what happened at the? Iowa Iowa State game at El Asico. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, yeah. So for those who have not heard, to put it to to put it in plain speak, it was gross misconduct um, exhibited by the Iowa State fans. Uh, allegedly, a- allegedly, alleged. No, 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 no charges have been filed as of the recording of this a- episode. Alleged misconduct by the fans against <clears throat> Iowa's band. Um, some of those, uh, some of that alleged misconduct was verbal assault, physical assault, sexual assault. Um, I, b- I believe they beat up a, a female <clears throat> band member. Allegedly, allegedly. You know what I'm saying? And uh, at this point. Iowa is saying we ain't playing in this game again. Like un- until this is addressed, we're not playing in this game again. Did you get a chance to read that article? I did read that article, and that 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 was okay. So the thing I thought was interesting, and this this is some of the agreed upon facts that we have so far, is Iowa State suggested that the Iowa band leave through one entrance that would have been empty, or one exit, I suppose, that would have been empty. And the Iowa band instead decided to go through with the general population, which is a bunch of drunk Iowans, which is, I've been around drunk white Iowans. That's not, it's not your best bet. Not your best bet. Um, I'm not clear as to why Iowa decided to go the unsafe route as opposed to the safe route that they were suggested to take. That's neither here nor there. Um, this is the first I've ever heard of of band members being assaulted like this by fans after a game. I don't because I mean, if you're in the stands, I mean, there's that section where the band always is, like the away team's band always is, and there's fans next to those people, right? So you know, those fans boo and whatnot, and you know, chastise and mock the. The opposing team's band. But it's usually where it, it ends, right? It's just that. Whereas, so to hear that they allegedly beat up, that the Iowa State fans allegedly beat up one of the female band members from Iowa, um, that women, and men, men, I suppose, were getting sexually assaulted, that people were getting beat up. Like, what? what's that about? That's ridiculous. That, that's something that should never happen. And, you know... It, I still I don't understand why Iowa put the band members in that situation to even be accosted by Iowa State fans, but 
Maybe they never th- they didn't think that that would happen. Like, cause to me that that that's also true. Yeah, yeah it's like, like it's I, never I, I've happened never before. I've never heard of this happening before. Like, I I don't I don't think that they even thought anything of it. It was just like maybe it was just like oh this way is faster, so let's just go through this way. Like, I, I, I who who ass- who assaults a band member? I, I it is, I, I mean it, it's already disrespectful enough when they do these things or try to do these things to football players. I say try because football players tend to you know punch people in the face when yes. stuff like this happens. But it's it's the band, man. Like like they they like half of them. Like no, from my experience, I'm not going to generalize, but from my experience, like a, a lot of them like don't really be caring about the game that much. I mean, they want their team to win because it's always better energy when they win than when they lose. But ultimately, it's just like they they're, they study music. They're there to play music. They're there to... Honestly, the, the football games are practice for them, for their, like, competitions and stuff. Right. So it's like... So, like, what, what are y'all doing? It's like... like they, they just there, to, like, primarily to, honestly, to practice. Like that, That's what they're there for. They're there to practice. And so y'all just... Y'all just... <laughs> y'all what like what, what i don't i don't get it i don't understand this and so i can only to me at least from my from where i'm sitting i can only put so much like so much like uh thing i can only wag my, wag my finger so hard at um university of iowa in this situation i mean obviously the, the fault lies with the iowa state fans who committed these acts right mm-hmm. um so it's like yeah iowa messed up by putting those kids in that situation yeah but it's still the Iowa State fans that did these alleged acts. So I think that's where the, the attention needs to lie as to like why this happened. But I also agree with the, with the, the I think it was the president at, at University of Iowa. I was like, look, if the, if you can't if you can't control your fans and you're going to put our students at risk like this, there's no reason for us to play this game. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz it's not a conference game. And honestly, Iowa is the flagship school in that state, University of Iowa. They make more money, they're a bigger school. They don't need to play this game. Iowa State needs to play this game more than Iowa needs to play it. So it's it's an Iowa State's best interest to get a handle on this and make sure that nothing like this ever happens again. Because Iowa can just play any of the other Iowa teams. <laughs> like, and that's, like they play Northern Iowa each year. They play Iowa State each year. They can play any number of people, right? And, and that can they, be the new rivalry. Whatever team they pick can be the new. They can they can market it as the new rivalry. Like, like yeah, they, they don't, they, they they don't could need quickly, to play Iowa State. Iowa State needs to play them. Yeah, they, they could quickly pivot to NIU, just North, Northern Iowa, right? Or is that Northern Illinois? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, Northern Iowa is UNI. Okay, yeah. UNI, did they, I'm sure they could pivot to UNI and just be like, okay, this is our rivalry now. This is the this is the uh, Battle of the North. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And whoever wins is the King of the North. Who knows? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. They, 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 yeah. they, they, they could do that. But yeah, I was saying is to get it together. Yeah, to get it together. But the, uh, to me, this also p- speaks to like the just the b- bigger issue of just fan misconduct. Like I don't, I don't understand the entitlement these fans have, and just fans in general. And and I'm used to do it being against athletes, and 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 that regard with against the athletes, you can at least explain it away. I mean, the explanation is terrible, but it's it's you know, I'm sure there's racial animus. And I'm sure it's jealousy and all those things there, but then once it gets the ban, I'm like, I don't, I, it, in this case, it just, it just feels different. But yeah, fans, y'all are not, y'all, just because you bought the ticket, that don't, that don't give you a right to disrespect people's agencies and everything. So, 
Yeah, I don't. If, if y'all, the, these alleged acts are terrible, and I hope justice is served in one way or another. It's like Matt Barnes said, you know, violence is never the answer, but sometimes it is. And I think it, I think if athletes and these band members in this case start beating the shit out of people, it'll, it'll stop. So maybe yeah, violence is y'all, y'all high key lucky that that them instruments are so expensive because like because one of them could have just taken that that trumpet and just popped your side of hair with it. You know, what they're I'm very heavy. They're, they're very, very heavy. they're very heavy. Especially oh a tuba because you, you or sorry a sousaphone which is a that tuba you can march with. Imagine somebody just imagine somebody dropping a, a, a sousaphone on somebody's head, bro. That's Death. murder. <laughs> yes, literally murder. That's murder, bro. Like a, a flute to the eye, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, People I'm, gotta chill. Yo, man. Yo, man. Like like them them drum them drumsticks ain't just used for playing, baby. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like, play play that skull right quick, bro. You know what I mean? Just dumb it down for a second. You know what I mean? Cause hey, don't let this be a trend now. Don't let it be a trend. People gotta now. chill. People gotta chill. So University of Kansas, which is somehow KU. I don't I don't really understand that. Well, so University it, of Nebraska is NU. And Oklahoma University of Oklahoma is OU. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm. Those Midwestern but, states. Yeah. You know what? I don't I don't want to go too deep in on those people, but it's not you guys are you guys are not learning in school. You're not. You're really not. Anyway, so University of Kansas, KU. For whatever reason, um, in some hot water. Uh, what was it? Um, not failure to monitor, but it's like lack of institutional control charge levied by the NCAA. Um, so basically, they got caught cheating numerous times. Uh, the coach, athletic department, not in control. Lack of institutional control is a serious charge from the NCAA. Um, so this, this this affects things in one or two ways. So. Now you're looking at a possible loss of scholarships, you're looking at fines, you're looking at coaches being charged with show cause penalties, which means that they can't coach NCAA schools for you know X number of years. Um, like if you remember, Jim Trestle got a show cause for five years, and then um, Chip Kelly got one for three years, which is why he was coaching in the NFL for the Eagles and 49ers because he couldn't coach in college for those three years. Um, so in Jim Trestle's case, he just retired and never coached a game of football again. Chip Kelly is back coaching college. He coached, he's coached UCLA now. Um, but it's not something you usually see at, you know, like the blue blood schools like that. It's usually when they get something like this because something was just so egregious, the NCAA couldn't ignore it. And Kansas has been allegedly paying players for a, a long time, especially under Bill Self. And you had to, you'd have to be paying people – for me to go from Houston to Chicago or like LA or wherever to Lawrence, Kansas, even if it's just for like a few months to play my freshman year and then go to the NBA, I just, I would not do it. Like, absolutely not. Especially now when you could go to like, if you're from the Midwest, right? If you're from like Chicago, you go to Michigan state. East Lansing is like right there. If you're from like the South, you go to Duke, which has a beautiful campus and is in, uh, I'm saying North Carolina, a much better state than Kansas. Like, or you go to UNC. Like, there's no reason why you should ever go to a state like Kansas to play basketball as a black person. It just doesn't make any sense. You have to be paying people. It's the only way I would do it. You'd have to pay me. So I think that affects, and then I think the way it affects you and I, Chad, directly is if you recall, we have a Kansas transfer by the name of Quentin Grimes 
mm-hmm. who is waiting for his uh, appeal to be able to play for UH this season to go through. And you have to think that this lack of uh, institutional control charge levied against Kansas helps his case. Like, hey, I had to get out of that situation to be closer to my family. You should let me play basketball. This is a bad situation. I, that, so, that, that's what I would say. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, hey, man, I, I was just trying to get my education, and these people, were, these boosters were trying to just get me to do things that I, I just didn't want to do. And, right. I, knew and, they were, and, I knew that was against the I, rules. I, I, I couldn't and, be there. And I, 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 I just had to come home to my family and just, and just pray on it. Just, just, just pray yeah. hard. You know what I'm saying? Because, because, yeah. because the devil over there is 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 up in KU, and I, I, I just need to come back closer, closer to home, closer to God. You know? Yeah, all that, whatever See, he has that, to say. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 it. And also, you got to throw in education. You got to throw something about education in there. Yeah. And, like, like my education is so like, 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 sir. You know, they they were trying to pay me thousands of dollars, and like, I, I just know that that's against the rules. You you can't and, do that. And I'm just and I, I had to get out of the situation. Just, I didn't I didn't want to be around people that were breaking the rules. And it was a distraction from my education. Okay. Like and, you know, it's all about the books. It's all about your studies. All about and they're trying to say, Oh, here's a car, here's all these beautiful women, and I'm I'm trying to play basketball, but more importantly, I'm trying to keep my nose in the books. So I can have the best grades possible because and I can't I can't do that when people are trying to distract me with illegal benefits. It is student and then it is athlete. The student comes first. So first things first, I I'm, I'm in study hall and then every, every and, day and, I'm in, sometimes I miss practice to study. And, and it's then, so important to and, get good grades. And then I stay up late to get extra extra layups in. I run layup lines by myself. I, I have. I pass the ball to myself and alley oop it to myself. I practice self oops nine times a day, okay? And then, then I go to sleep and wake up and do the same thing over and over again. Just like the commercial, just like the NCAA commercial. Remember that commercial you made? Is that's my life? So yeah, when they like, when they're I'm, trying to come in and and pay me dollars to do that, I'm I'm, I'm offended. offended. Honestly, <laughs> I'm offended to be to be quite frank. All I do is dance with white people in, in, in the college square and study. That's it. And, and then sometimes I inexplicably go from practicing earlier in the day to, to, to playing a full basketball game. Yes. That's what I do. Exactly. NGA sports. Ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. That commercial was so stupid. That was was terrible. They, they, they practiced <laughs> on a game day. Not a walkthrough. A full <laughs> practice. I'm like, y'all couldn't talk to nobody that played even like in high school? Like they had a practice, they was running outside on the day that they had a game. That don't mean no, 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 no. First of all, they'd be in the team hotel, far away from all the students. I just think they do that so they know that the athletes aren't like breaking rules or like having sex with people, tiring yes. themselves out before the game. Yep, I think that's what it is. It no, that, that is what it is. That's that's like ex- expressly what it is. That's that's yeah, not a like, secret. They, we don't want y'all having sex before the game. We, we don't want after. y'all. We don't want y'all partying. We don't want y'all getting into no trouble. We don't want y'all doing. We want to see where y'all are at. They also have a curfew. All your energy in should be in this game. You yes. can do whatever after the game. Yep, exactly. So yeah, shout out to Quentin Grimes and shout out to Kansas finally getting caught cheating. <laughs> been a minute. Been a minute since, since they got caught cheating. So good for y'all. It's time. For college football, 
See, I, I, I can't say the word because apparently it's, it's trademarked already. So we got to find a new name for the segment. Um, so for now, it's who you like, you know? So it, it's a lot of games this weekend. It's a lot of some conference games, some really good games. You, got, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's a lot of games. Uh, so yes. start off with uh, Thursday night, Navy at Memphis. You know what I'm saying? All times is Central Time, by the way. 7 p.m. ESPN. Who you like? Uh, I need to Navy versus Memphis. Yeah. Memphis has been really dynamic on offense the last, like, forever, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they used to be trash. But I would say the last, like, 10 years, they've been really dynamic on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Navy is a really dirty football program. People yeah. don't like to say that because, it's armed you know, armed and services stuff. and all that. But like, forces, but Navy is especially like dirty. Like they, they hurt, they injured Ed Oliver, man. Yeah, and then they re-injured him in consecutive years. Yes, I do not like Navy. No, uh, for that reason. So I'm going. I'm going Memphis. I hope Memphis runs up the score on them. Honestly, I do hope Memphis runs up the score on them. I haven't seen Memphis play, but if they're like Memphis of last year, then they probably will drop like forty on on their head at least. So yeah, well they don't have that. They don't have that running back. He's in the NFL now. Oh, they don't have ah. See. That dude was literally averaging like 10 yards a carry for like three quarters of the season. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but Memphis, I, I, well, okay. Well, I don't, I don't know. I still like Memphis, win. though. I, I still have Memphis to win. Maybe, not for, maybe they won't drop 40, but I, still, I like them to win, though. Next game, uh, Duke at Virginia Tech um, uh, Friday night, 6 p.m. on ESPN. Um, you know what? I like, I, li- I like, I like Duke. I like Same. Duke. Uh, yeah, I like Duke. Because, like, okay, remember at the beginning of the season after that Alabama game, I said Duke might be a problem. Or, I th- or maybe I said Duke is a problem. Uh, so Duke, since that game, I mean, they, they played some garbage teams, but they've, like, dropped 40 apiece on them. And, like, not really allowed any offense by them. So I think this is really the test to see if they actually are a problem or not. Like, like how like how many points are they going to put up against Virginia Tech? That's really the question. Or how many can they put up against Virginia Tech? To me, this is the to re, the real litmus test for the rest of their season. Uh, number twelve, Penn State at Maryland Friday night, seven p.m. on Fox Sports One. Who you like? Okay, I do not like Penn State's offense at all. No, and I think uh, Maryland only scoring seventeen points against uh, Temple. 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 I think they were looking ahead. Now, you know, you try everything you can, and I, re- I was reading an article. Well, they talked to Maryland head coach Mike Loxley about, you know, the lessons that he learned working for Nick Saban for two years. And one of the biggest things is that they don't ever talk about winning. You talk about the preparation, right? And the process is the same no matter who you play. Well, that that is very much a culture thing. Um, and it, it takes time to instill that type of culture. Um, and the way you instill that culture is over the course of at least two or three seasons. Because what you need is for your upperclassmen to be telling the freshmen and sophomores, hey, this game is the same as preparing for Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State. Whereas when you have all people that are learning this culture thing for the first time, that yeah, you tell them that the week of the Temple game, and they're like, oh, we got Penn State next week. We need to be focused on that. But it takes losing to that type of Temple team to finally get that through to people's heads. No, the preparation is the same no matter who we're playing. 
So I think that'll actually benefit them if he stays there long term. Um, but I'll tell you what, you looked ahead to this game. Now you can actually play in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I I don't think they're gonna score like sixty like they have been, but that offense is really explosive. They got some really mm-hmm. good athletes. And Penn State has got to struggle to score on everybody they've played so far. Yes. So I like uh I like Maryland. Uh With in the an upset. upset. Yeah, same. Yes. Honestly, same. I think that um that law lo- who who did the Temple, yeah. That Temple yes. loss I think was a fluke. I do think it was a fluke. Cause you you don't you don't drop sixty and seventy on people and then drop and then like drop down to like not scoring that but like what did they score like seventeen points or something seventeen points yeah but also Temple like for the past years has had a really good defense so I think it's a combination of both those things like looking ahead and also like Temple showing up defensively so while Penn State does have a good defense you gotta score points as we saw with like Michigan State's uh, first few well. Two of the three first games, we saw you got to score points. You know what I'm saying? So if, if Penn State can't score points, like the the defense eventually is gonna wear down, and Maryland and Maryland's just too too explosive. That's what it is. Like because because really it's like if if your offense stinks, your defense can only stop the other team so many times. And if it, if it becomes a defensive battle, but your offense can't score, but they offense can start scoring, it's that simple. It's not difficult. I think Penn State's probably overrated. So Maryland. Another Friday. That's a lot of Friday games. Uh, Ari- <laughs> Friday should be for high school. Yeah, it should be. Arizona State at number 15, Cal, uh, not 9.30 p.m., which who the hell is watching that? ESP, I mean, ESPN. Who, ain't nobody watching hey, man. Pac-12 after dark. Look, we, should all be, we should all be watching. Like, like nobody, Some, even knew, no, nobody even knew Cal was ranked, okay? That's, listen, listen, listen. Something weird is going to happen in that game. So Washington State beat UH. Two no, weeks Arizona ago, right? State. Arizona State. No, no, no. State. Listen, 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 listen okay. to what I'm saying. Okay. Washington State beat UH two weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? They look, they look pretty good, honestly, especially in the second half. They just lost to UCLA <laughs> after being up 49 to 14 in the second half. Wait, they were up 49 14 on UCLA and then lost. Yeah. How? How you ask? Mm-hmm. Pack 12 after dark. That's how. So, some following in that tradition, some weird is going to happen in this game, and Arizona State is going to win uh, twelve to eight. That's going to be the final, going to be the final <laughs> score. Some weird is going to happen. I'm telling you right now, some weird is going to happen. Final score twelve eight Arizona State. Like a, twelve eight Arizona State. See, I, I didn't even know Cal was ranked. I, Cal's actually pretty good, and, and, and their their defensive coordinator Tim DeRoyter, is actually who it looked like UH was going to get to be their defensive coordinator here. The guy that we have is actually, even though we've been frustrated with him, is pretty good. We just don't have he the horses is, this year. That's the thing. Like, I'm not going to quick UA side note. He has, like, his game plan on defense has been good. He hasn't got the boys to do it. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he got, like, a couple of dudes that can do it, but then uh, uh, quite a few dudes who absolutely cannot do it. But anyway, I don't know. I, I mean, I, don't, I, I guess I'll just, just go with Cal. I oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? If the game is close, I'm going to go with Arizona State because. That coach of theirs, okay. He 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 doesn't he doesn't care about yards. He doesn't care about none of that. He doesn't care about none of that. He he just like I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call the plays and need to call to win the game ultimately. You know what I mean? That's, that's I love like, how like <laughs> I love how after he beat Michigan State his first year there last year. I think uh the, well, there was like thirteen ten or something. Yeah. Um. So at the at the after the game was over, yeah, the press conference they said you know a lot of these coaches are too concerned with scoring points. <laughs> 
I've never laughed so hard at a coach. He said, this coach is just, just, just too concerned with scoring points. Like You don't need to score that many points. You need one more point than they have. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. But the thing true, is, if you win a game like that, that's the thing. <laughs> the thing the thing that I think is really funny to me is, like, they can look absolute trash on offense at Arizona State, but it's still way more entertaining than watching Michigan State do. I don't understand that at all, yeah, but it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Texas Tech, finally Saturday games. Golly. Texas Tech at number six, Oklahoma, 11 a.m. on Fox. Who you like? Oklahoma. Big. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's easy. Nah, Rutgers at number 20, Michigan, 11 a.m. on Big Ten Network. Michigan has a lot to prove in this game. Who you like? Uh, you know what? Michigan's just kind of in free fall right now. They've mm-hmm. not looked good at all this season. Mm-hmm. They almost lost the Army, mm-hmm. which they probably, no, they should have lost the Army. Yeah. They just got, just got absolutely demolished by Wisconsin. Yeesh. You know what I'm saying? T-Pain put them in a mansion in Wisconsin. Wasn't good <laughs> for them. Um... And you know what? Rutgers are not very good, but I think they're going to make it close. I like Mich- Michigan's going to win, but I think Rutgers are going to make it close. You see, I think Michigan will win as well. But like, what I mean by Michigan has a lot to prove is like how much you win by will, to, will determine, uh, to me, will, will be the limits test for the rest of this season. You know what I'm saying? Because you can – I mean, I know I played that little, <laughs> that little segment. You know, Matter of fact <laughs> – down 35-0 in the third quarter. Outpossessed by 22 minutes. Four turnovers, only 40 yards rushing. Absolute spanking in Madison. They were positively giddy with this one. Taylor, 72-yard burst. Um, I don't see a lot of white shirts there. Every one of those players on that field are highly recruited guys. Every one of those coaches on coach, there's a problem there. You have to lift up the hood and find out what is wrong. Now the Wolverines have been exposed again. It just... Every year, it seems like everybody jumps on that bandwagon early, and then they disappoint before you hit October. It was a, a failure of epic proportions. We talked about their bye week, having, having two weeks off to prepare for a team. It looked like they had never watched the Wisconsin football before. What, what have they proven over the last several years that would lead you to believe that this is the year? I don't even know how to talk right now. Michigan, fine program academically. Not great athletically today. What I'm telling you now is kind of what I see on the surface. When I get home, I'm going to say some, some, some different things. <laughs> is he still giving that look over there? Yeah. I'm, hurt, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Uh, you should be hurt. I'm hurt. I need some stuff. words of encouragement no, if you it, would. It, Somebody give me something. So all that aside, you can you can dispel all of that if y'all blow out Rutgers. I don't think he's going to do it. I, I agree with Obes on this one. But if you do, you, know, you, 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 you can call Wisconsin the fluke. You, you can just say, hey, we were still warming up for the season, da-da-da, whatever. But you got to blow them out. That's all I'm saying. Correct. Let's see what's next. <laughs> Delaware at Pittsburgh. We don't, need to, talk. We don't need to talk about yeah, every yeah, game. I just had to mention that because I mentioned it on Monday. and I I, 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 I know Pitt's going to win, but I'm just saying, Pitt, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't got to put us on the Summer Jam screen. That's all I'm saying. Um, number one, Clemson. At North Carolina, 2.30, ABC. So North Carolina's been an interesting team this year. So they, have, they were a true freshman that they started quarterback. And that guy doesn't seem to like playing well until the fourth quarter. Um, they've been able to get away with it for the most part during the season. But um, if you don't start playing in the fourth quarter against Clemson, you'll find yourself down 60 points. Um, 
So I suspect something along those lines is going to happen here. Uh, Clemson uh, wins by 30. I'm going to just... I'm I'm gonna pick that wild prediction. I'm just going with North Carolina. That's I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. North Carolina. North Carolina by I don't know how many points. Maybe maybe, maybe it's like two points. Maybe, maybe it's a it's a last second uh, field goal miss return for a touchdown. I don't know, but North Carolina. Okay, too many two thirty games. All right, it's it's like four big ones. So something crazy gonna happen. One of those games. That's all I'm saying. It's odds. Are, the odds. Ole Miss at Alabama, number two Alabama, two thirty on CBS. Now, if uh, my man was still coaching Ole Miss, he's a coach at Liberty now. If he was still coaching Ole Miss, I would pick Ole Miss, <laughs> but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Ole Miss is gonna get rocked. Roll Tide, uh, baby, by thirty plus. Yeah, Roll Tide. Yeah. Uh, number eighteen Virginia at number ten Notre Dame. Uh, two thirty p.m. on NBC. Is that you said it's at Notre Dame? Yes. Who you like? Notre Dame by twenty. By twenty. Yeah. See Virginia. I, see, I, I haven't actually watched Virginia play, but people are telling me Virginia is actually good this year. And so, um, I don't know. Let's go with. I just go with Virginia. I ain't picking Notre Dame for nothing. Okay. <laughs> you see, y'all got like a hundred years of Lou Holtz picking Notre Dame to win a national championship. You ain't gonna see. So you're gonna get a hundred years of me picking lo- picking Notre Dame to lose every game. How about that? Okay, we gotta even sure. things out. All right. Sure. There you go. Indiana at number twenty five, Michigan State. Hey, Michigan State ranked again. Two thirty p.m. on Big Ten Network. I like Michigan State. Hopefully, they can stop this back and forth bullshit on offense and just be <laughs> like consistent on offense. The defense is playing lights out. Uh. I like the defense a lot. I love the defense actually. Um, so I'm, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm gonna go Michigan State, obviously. But is this gonna be Michigan State seventeen fourteen, or like Michigan State forty to four? Indiana's gonna score fourteen points. That's just what's gonna happen. <laughs> that is gonna happen. I, I'm just curious to see how many Michigan State scores. Is it gonna be seventeen? Is it gonna be forty? That's what. That's that's really the the, the suspense for me. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. I see, and maybe this is the Michigan State's true litmus test. How many points can they score against Indiana? That's that's the real thing. But yeah, Michigan State's gonna win. But you know what? Let me. I ain't gonna even sound that confident because I remember what like a few years ago I said that, and then Indiana like won off some like last second nonsense. But I do think Michigan State will win this game. SMU at South Florida, three p.m. ESPNU. I mentioned this game not just because it's like a a conference game, but also because SMU is four and zero. And just beat TCU. Is SMU a problem? TCU is just not good. Okay. Okay. Is really what the issue is there. I'll give you that. I'll Um, give you that. SMU, though. Yeah, still. (laughs) 4-0. Although, so their situation is they have have an accurate quarterback in Shane Bouchelle. Okay. And that can make all the difference. Like, if we had an accurate quarterback, accurate passer this year, it would probably be 3-1 at worst. Mm -hmm. Right? And everybody would be feeling great about the program. An accurate passer can make that much of a difference. So, you said SMU is playing who? South Florida at South Florida. Uh, South Florida is not good, bro. I'm going SMU. Yeah, I don't think they're good either. SMU. Uh, but my man, uh, Charlie Charlie Strong's out there, right? Yeah, this yeah, he... might be his last year there. Oh uh, well, but he's a millionaire. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. I'm saying it's cool. Ohio State, number five. Ohio State at Nebraska, six thirty p.m. on ABC. 
See, I, I, I like Ohio State, but they be starting slow for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. What's going on with that? Well, slow on offense. Yeah, defense that's what I mean. Still, that's what I mean. Slow there. That's what I mean. Um, like, so, I don't know what it is. It should be the exact opposite of this, but I have like a warm spot in my heart for Nebraska. <laughs> They're not going to win this game, but I like I like semi root for them. Um, I like to see good things happen to them, um, but then it's not going to be good for them this week. No, no, it's not, not at all. Although I'll tell you what, they almost beat them. They almost beat Ohio State last year at Ohio State. Honestly, they probably should have beaten Ohio State last year at Ohio State. I remember State. that, yeah. Um, but they're not, they're not going to do it this year. Um, although I'll tell you what, it's going to be closer. I know people are thinking that, you know, Ohio State's going to roll in and just beat the shit out of them. I don't, I don't think, think so. Be that. I don't I think, think it's going to be like, it's going to be like a, like, like a 10 point game type thing for Ohio State. Yeah, I would agree. I just think Ohio State needs to start, start, needs to not be going that slow on offense to start. Cause like, even like against Miami or Ohio, they only scored like seven points in the first quarter. Now they dropped like 40, 40 something in the second quarter. The second quarter. But yes. that first quarter though, like what, I mean, is that gonna happen against like a good team? You know, like, what, what, like, I mean, I, they, they've demonstrated that they can score points. But what if they're down by like a couple scores against a team that can score with them? That's, Here's that's the thing. my concern with them. Who are they going to play in the regular season that fits that bill? I don't know. I'm just talking about like in general. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about like I'm really talking about like off season, like when they play like the Clemson, uh, Alabama, that they were inevitably like in, 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 in the playoff. Yeah, playoff postseason. Yeah, that, that's a good point for that point if they don't figure it out by then. The, the Big Ten, I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna they'll probably win the whole Big Ten. To be honest with you. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm talking about like, cause I I see Ohio State like un- unless Michigan State is cold, I see Ohio State as like just automatic into the um playoff. To be honest, yeah, yeah, so, I agree with that. Yeah, um, Houston at North Texas at 7 p.m. I don't know what channel they're playing on. I don't know if they're playing on a channel at all, cause they. You know what? That yeah, that game doesn't need to be on TV. It, it's fine. It, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, you know what? Clayton Tunes' first game. This year, mm. Um, mm. if he can if he can hit some passes, UH can will win. Mm. I don't recall what type of passer he is, so <laughs> so I, I not, guess we'll have to wait. Not until a go. very good one, from what I remember. Uh, I'm going with probably going with North Texas to be honest with you. I expect because North Texas has I'm pretty sure still has that quarterback who's pretty good, and like you just said, an accurate pass can make all the difference. So I I kind of think North and it's, and it's in Denton. So I kind of think North Texas is probably going to win this game. And, and I ain't going to say they're blowing out UH or nothing like that, but I think they, they, they probably win this game. I like UH by a field goal. So if yeah. the field goal kick can, can make it, I'm saying. That'll uh, be the one that he makes all year. <laughs> well, he, you know, he made one last week. What, the, one the one after... that he makes the rest of the year. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Washington State uh, at number 19, Utah 9 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. I will not be watching that game. Utah's got that one. Yeah. Yeah. Does Utah have a defense? Yeah, they do. See, that's why they're going to win. That's why they're going to win. That's why they're going to win. And that concludes uh, college football. All right. This concludes another episode of Run the Play. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, the CS Pod because, you know, 
things is still under construction. Be patient. It's going to be there. Cool. No problem. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Twitter. At the CSPod. T-H-E-C-S-P-O-D. And if you're like one of those people that wants to be like in on the ground floor, you can follow us on Twitter at RunThePlayPod. Or you know how to spell that. Um, Cha, where can people find you at? On Twitter and Instagram at Cha is Nuclear. You already know I produce this show. I produce all the shows underneath the 10 o'clock umbrella. It's and true. Can, yep. And you can check my work out at, at nuclearkite.com because I also produce music. You know, I be rapping. I be singing. I be writing. I be producing. I be composing. I do a lot of stuff. You know, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with more people as, as I expand the brand. Uh, so shout out to my man Z's. You know what I'm saying? Part of the brand. You can check out his work on nuclearkite.com as well. And uh yeah, that's that's me. That's 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 what I got for you. Alright, so for Cha, my name is Obes. Still exhausted from, from flying back from from London uh back to Houston. Um that was literally like 30 hours of travel. I'm I'm so you probably heard it on the episode. I'm so tired right now. But uh th- this is Run the Play, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>